Welcome to the Wealth Matters Podcast, where investors come together to better understand how to build passive cash flow and create generational wealth without all the confusing mumbo jumbo. Here's your host and co-author of Amazon number one bestseller, Alpesh Pamar. Whitney Savell is a country boy from rural Kentucky. He's a veteran of the Army National Guard and spent all of 2005 deployed in Iraq. He was awarded the Soldier of the Year that year. Whitney and his wife Chelsea began investing in real estate in 2009 when it became clear that a career in law, law enforcement was not going to afford them the ability to leave off one income as they desired. Whitney will talk about how we can start leveraging virtual assistance to scale up and drum up more business. Welcome, Whitney, to Wealth Matters Podcast. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Pleasure to be here. Where are you based out of? I'm in Roanoke, Virginia. Oh, Virginia. Nice. How's the weather? Uh, it's actually really nice. It's really nice. Not too hot. We've had some great weather. How, where are you based out of? Uh, San Francisco. Okay. I could. Yeah, remember. the other part of the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want to hear about your great weather. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. It's better than mine. <laughs> it's, it's, the exp- weather is way too expensive. <laughs> <laughs> so we pay for it, right? <laughs> so can you tell my listeners what do you do? I can, I can. That that could be a really long subject, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> now you know the short is uh, a real estate syndicator or deal sponsor. Uh, you know, most people in that industry know what that means. But just in case you don't, you know, we're we're buying large apartment communities. We're buying um, you know buildings that have some type of value add component, meaning they're mm-hmm. mismanaged, they're under market rents. You know, something like that where we can come in and and increase the income to, to increase the value. Uh, and obviously we do that through uh, having investors that partner with us and, and they invest and, and to buy those buildings. And so, you know, they all get to reap the reward, you know, of, of operating the building well and, and raising the income, uh, increasing the value, and then eventually selling, you know, to do it again many times. So uh, that's, you know, it's the long and short of our, of the real estate syndication business or model that we have. Right. Uh, you know, it's called LifeBridge Capital and that's, that's who we are. Well, and that's, that's not really our why, but that's how we get there. Right. So uh, what inspired you to become an entrepreneur or business owner? Your why? Yeah. So our, um, you know, our, I guess our why is not really why we first got into real estate, but, uh, uh, you know, back, uh, I guess 2009, I was, uh, I was working for Kentucky state police, police officer and. Oh, really? It, yeah. Yeah. I was, I was working for Kentucky state police and I really enjoyed that. I, I had just come back from Iraq and spent a year there and, uh, I was in the military and then, and that was just something, uh, I enjoyed the structure and the uniform, all that stuff, and and would have almost done it for free when I first got hired. Um, <laughs> you know, however, you know, you get married, things change. You know, right. And it just kind of hit me that you know this is a just not very family friendly. I was nope. having to work every night, weekend, and holiday, and uh, it just no room for advancement or to make any more money. And it just finally hit me that okay, I need to figure out some other way to increase my income. And you know, then in came real estate, and so we can't. You know, we got into uh, some smaller multifamily pretty quickly. And 
And, you know, I, I didn't know about the syndication model till really just, you know, a few years ago. Uh, but, you know, I'd owned different small multifamily along the way and different things. Um, but didn't know about the, uh, just the business of syndication and, and what that can look like. But, uh, when, once I learned about that, uh, I just, I knew that was the way I wanted to go. But, uh, but our big why to answer that question is to help fund children's adoptions and uh, to find, to be able to adopt a child. Most people have no idea that it could be 40 to $60,000. And it, wow. Yes, it, it is. Wow. I mean, it is, it's frustrating. That's I mean, that's crazy, is, right? You are, we are trying crazy. to help here. <laughs> I agree. And it is, uh, you know, my wife and I are in the process of our third adoption right now. And it has been awesome. such a, such a roller coaster. It's so that difficult is. on the adoptive families and the expense is so great. Um, I mean, it's, uh, I mean, it's just not supported well, you know, and, and, uh, but, but all that to say, we want to be able to help families that are, looking to adopt a child. We want them to commit, you know, and I hear it all the time, you know, well, you know, people say, well, Whitney, that's more than I'm making a year. Right. You know, I, I can't, I can't, you know, how can I do that? And, and honestly, a lot of that money's at risk, you know, that it could fall right. through and then you lose it. And so people won't commit. And so we, we've committed half of our profits, 50% of our profits to helping these families and helping them through the process, but also helping them financially. And, and so, you know, or if a listener is looking to adopt a child and, and you haven't got started, you know, we would love to talk to you. Feel free to reach out. And uh, my wife and I will schedule a call with you and your spouse and, you know, just answer questions from our experience. But, but that's our big why. And that's, that, that's why awesome. we, you know, are pursuing the, you know, the, just growing our real estate business. I appreciate what you and your, your wife are doing and good luck with all of this. I know I, I, it's amazing. Well, I appreciate you saying that. We're honored to be a part of it. And, and uh, our, our family has just been blessed many times now through adoption. Hey, so uh, let's jump on to the real topic of this podcast. You and I were chatting about virtual assistant and it hit me that, oh, I should talk about this on the podcast or I should interview you. So what is a virtual assistant or VA? We will refer to... Uh, virtual assistant as we are during this entire podcast. So can you give us an idea? Yes. Yeah, so virtual just pretty much means what it sounds. I mean, they are sounds like they're your assistant, but they're virtual. You don't, they're not in your office. They're not probably in the same city they could be, or they're not coming to us office, you know, like at your office location. Um, they are, you're working all through the computer, you know, you're, you're, you're working with them through the phone or through uh, email and, you know, through different platforms online. So they're not with you, you know, they could be anywhere in the world. So why should someone use a VA? So that's a good question. And I get it often. And if you have tasks that do not specifically require your attention and then you should be trying to hire some of those out. And, and I say that because you're, if you're growing a business, you're an entrepreneur, you need to be able to focus on the, you know, the, uh, you know, maybe it's hundred dollar an hour tasks now, but pretty soon it's going to be, you know, thousand dollar an hour tasks, you know, right. and even more so. And so you need to be able to focus on those tasks and even do more of those tasks, or, or maybe you want to, you know, you work less hours e either way. There, there's numerous reasons, but tasks that you do throughout the day, that, that you, you know, are just maybe, maybe there's something, there's something that has to be done every day and it's just repetitive and it's, it's thankless kind of tasks. You could hire all of those out, most of them anyway, 
very cheap, very inexpensively. And it allows you to spend that time somewhere else, whether it's work or play, it's your right. choice, but, but you get to spend that time and make that time much more valuable. And, and what you will find is that as soon as you like, just if you think, Oh, Whitney, I don't, I don't need a VA. I'm managing. Well, just, just think about it throughout the day. Okay. Tomorrow, as soon as you start your day, just start thinking like, continually thinking about everything you're doing and if you really have to be the one doing it and pretty soon i mean you'll start creating a list of things uh -huh. and 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 pretty soon you know you'll know some things that hey you know i could use i could use an assistant i could i could get somebody else to do a few of these things and and so i mean it just helps you then to focus more on the business and and be able to i mean to work on more important things so when did you realize that you would have to hire a va but how did you realize? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, pretty much when I, I, I've used a VA for, for a number of years now for different tasks. Some, some early on or a few years ago were more like some accounting things or bookkeeping or uh, I, I, I did not use them to their full extent at that time. I had no idea, you know, everything that I could use them for that I, that I do now. Um, and so I used them on and off then. And then, and then when I started, a daily podcast. I'm, I mean, like I knew right from the beginning, okay, there's no way it's not possible for me to get all this stuff done. It's just, right. it's not going to happen. And so I went into that knowing that I was going to have to build my own team of assistance of virtual assistance. And so that's what I did. And, you know, so, and we can get into what that looked like a little bit, but that was pretty much it. Like I knew I was not going to, I have the time to get all those tasks done, but I wanted to accomplish this. And I wanted to do it well. And so I had to hire a team, build a team. Right. So can you give us an example of the tasks you can assign to VA or what kind of tasks do you assign to your VA? So my, and that, that process has changed quite a bit for me. So for, um, for a long time, I managed about five different VAs, four to five, and they were doing something, every one of them were doing something different just for the podcast. Oh, and, just for the podcast. Huh? Just for the podcast. And so each one of them were doing something different. There's numerous tasks, obviously, as you right. know, for a yes. podcast that, you know, we can hire out. And the, the good thing about a VA is that you can find people that have specific skills um, and maybe they're, they're not somebody that you would hire as like an executive assistant that would be like your right hand go-to person. However, they may have one skill, maybe it's Excel, maybe it's PowerPoint, maybe it's editing videos, whatever it may be, you know, they could be really good at that specific skill and, and you hire them just for that. And so that's, that's, it's so useful because you don't have to hire a full-time employee. You're not having to hire this person right. for 40 hours a week. And, you know, you're hiring them because they're really good at Excel, but what are they doing the rest of the time? You know, yep. you're having to train them for all these other things or keep them employed, finding stuff, you know, for them to do. But the cool part about a VA is you can hire them per the job even. You know, you could hire them for a specific task. And then once that task is done, you don't have to use them anymore. Or maybe you pay them per task, you know, once a week or whenever that happens, right. um, you know, or, or you use them for numerous things or, or even have a, like a full-time executive assistant that's a VA. It could go either way. And, and I'm happy to give you examples or uh, whatever you want. So, um, no, I think that was very helpful. Uh, what qualities do you look for in NVA? Do you go or do you go with a freelancer or a company providing VA services? So 
you know, the, the qualities are going to depend on why you need the VA. And so, and that's something you have to determine. You need to determine early on. So why, you know, why do I need this VA? Is it for, uh, you know, data entry, just massive mm -hmm. amounts of, okay, look at this website and find this stuff and put it on this sheet. You know, th right. that doesn't take many skills, you know, nope. to do that, right? I mean, right. Most, most people can do that. And so, you know, if that's the case, then, you know, you can find assistance from all over the world for $5 an hour, sometimes even less, and get a, and get a quality job done if it's just like data entry or something like that. Or if you need something that's like, you know, you need some very high-end coding done on your website, you know, or even legal work, you know, mm -hmm. something that's very technical, you can get it done by VA, but you, obviously you're going to pay more for those things. Yeah. And you will have to find an expert. In that's right. Places. That's right. But it's going to be in your job description, you know, and you're going to lay out exactly what you need, you know, and so I've used Upwork more than anything else. I've right. used the VA agency before. And, uh, you know, wasn't really thrilled with this specific agency, but I like, I like Upwork for numerous reasons. And, and that's where I have found, uh, you know, the most success with my VA. Yeah, I, I use Upwork as well most of the time. So uh, when you mentioned about the agencies, why would you choose uh, as a freelancer or VA agency? Is it, so... Because I thought it, it would be the other way around where I can have backup resources, right? Let's say that my VA gets sick or, you know, is not able to finish the task. There is an emergency or something. Then I have someone backing her, him or her up if I went with an agency. Good question. And, and it is, it's a double-edged sword almost because, exactly. you know, the, the agency, they, they, depending on who it is, there are some really good ones. And, and I mean, there are, I did lots of research about different agencies. If somebody wants to call me, I'm happy to share that with you. Um, but you know, there's some that are really good, but, and most agencies are going to be able to vet someone and do a more quality inter interview interview process than you are just hiring somebody random, you know? So, you know, in the, and a lot of us, uh, VA companies, you know, they, they're going to understand what your jobs, uh, you know, are that you're needing done or your tasks, and they're going to know what, VAs that they have that are going to be best for that task. And I, I would say most of the time, or that's the idea behind it. Um, I was not thrilled with the agency that I had. And, and like you said, well, if somebody gets sick, they can have somebody else. That's something some of them promote, you know, that if, well, if this person goes on vacation, we've got other people here that can do that task as well. And that may be okay if you have for data entry or for some specific tasks. But I really like working with the same person, building that relationship. You know, they get better and better and better. They understand me better. They know what I'm looking for. And the last thing I want to do is have to go train somebody else every two weeks. Well, that's a great point too, right? Because you, you'll be spending your time and energy on this one person and, you know, want to make sure that they can translate your thoughts, right? <laughs> right. That's, that's pretty cool. So uh, you gave us an idea, but can you give us an idea again on the cost of hiring a VA? You said five bucks an hour. So, uh, but again, it would depend on the expertise you are looking for. It, it does. And, and the, the really neat thing though, is that you can decide that kind of front, what does your budget allow? And then like specific uh, website is Upwork. When you go in there, you know, you can put the amount that you're willing to pay for this task or, you know, you can even, you can say, I'm going to pay this much per task or this much per hour. And, and you can set that up front. 
And so, you know, if it was $5 an hour for some tasks, it depends on the, who you hire, right? And where they're mm -hmm. at and many things. But, you know, if I want a quality executive assistant, you know, I've got a lady working for me now that's, she's, I mean, just amazing. She does really well. She does lots of things for me. I mean, she's nearly full time. Um, and, and so obviously I pay her quite a bit more than that, but she is, uh, I mean, she's a lot more than just a data entry, uh, VA. I mean, she is doing lots of things for me and managing lots of important things. And so I'm willing to pay her a little more. I want her to stay as well. You know, so that's something else, you know, a lot of freelancers, if they're, if they're working for an agency, a lot of times they're working for that agency, uh, you know, because they, or, or they don't have the experience yet or one way or another, maybe they're working uh, on Upwork because they don't have experience yet. Uh, some people right. want to work for an agency and some people at an agency want to work for themselves. Most of them want to get their own clients and yeah. they work for an agency, you know, long enough to get Just some to experience. Get right. That's right. And That's then right. they'll jump ship, right? Or That's they'll, right. they'll get better pay at another agency. You never know. <laughs> that's, that's exactly right. After they get some experience, another agency that's more quality that will pay them more may hire them. And so like my assistant, I want to pay her well. I'm, we're very open about that. I want to grow her pay. I want it to increase. And because she is learning me all the time, you know, whether, I mean, it's, whether it's for the podcast or for the real estate business, working with investors, you know, she, she's helping, you know, if she's communicating with investors, like I want to know that she is top notch. She is quality. She is somebody I want to stick around. I want her to be on top of her game and not somebody that's just halfway in this. You know, it's very, you know, very important. I wouldn't give her a task like that if I felt like she wasn't going to be here long term or cared about the business. Makes sense. So uh, are most of your VAs uh, based out of country um, or do you also use uh, United States based VAs? So when, when I went through the agency, I, I hired a girl, a young lady um, that was in the States. She was actually in Virginia as well. Oh, okay. and, and it just, that just worked out. I mean, we didn't plan that, uh, but she, and she was really good. And if it hadn't been for her, I would not have stayed with that agency as long as I did. Oh, wow. uh, but, but she was really good. I wanted to keep her on. And, and, and so like her, she worked for me a while and then she, uh, she could own. So that's another thing about an agency. A lot of times they're going to have, uh, you know, they may have five, six, eight clients that they're working for at the same time. So if you hire a VA, and this is a problem that I ran into. Well, you know, when I first started with her, I wasn't, you know, I didn't want to give her every task all at once. So I only hired her for two hours a day. And, and that, so then the VA company filled up the rest of her time for every day. And so as I got to know her, I wanted her to stick with me and I wanted to give her more work, but guess what? She's out of time. She, uh. couldn't, she couldn't give me any more time. And it was a problem. You know, like I'm needing her to do more things. I want her to keep working for me, but she can't. She doesn't have the time. Right. So, you know, and then she, she ended up getting a totally different job outside of freelancing or, you know, being a VA that, that she was really uh, passionate about. And so obviously I supported her in that. But, but it was good altogether because I needed to move. She didn't have the time to give me anyway. And, uh, and so, but she was in the States to answer your question. Okay. Okay. While all the rest of them were in other countries and all over the world. So, uh, uh, and the reason I asked you is how do you manage the time zone and that, that, cause I, I work from IT industry. I come from IT, right. And I have worked throughout, you know, pretty much 
with people in India, resources in Europe, um, South America, and I know the pain of working, you know, around the clock. So how do you, uh, how were you uh, able to overcome that issue, the time zone issue? Well, that's a good question. And so that depends on your tasks as well. And so thankfully, like my main, so like the lady that was in Virginia, she was like my executive assistant. She couldn't give me any more time. So she was thankfully on the same time zone. And, and so, but all the rest of them were all over the world in totally different time zones. But so she, for one, she helped me manage the rest of the team. Uh, but what I did, and it, like I said, it depends on your tasks. Are they time sensitive? And if they are, you need to think about that, you know, when you're hiring somebody, but that could work both ways. If they're in another, so let's say they're 12 hours ahead of you. Um, it, it could be a good thing or, or yeah. behind, you know, so, you know, there's times where if somebody is 12 hours behind, you know, I could send them a task or say, Hey, you know, I need this done. And maybe I'm sending it them to them at four or five in the afternoon. Well, guess what? You know, in a few hours, they're just coming to work and I'm getting off work or I'm ending for the day. The next morning when I come back to work, guess what? That task is already done and in my yes. inbox. So that could be a really good thing, but it does make it more difficult to say, have a phone call or, you know, to really talk about things or, you know, just it, it could, if there's a problem, but in my case, you know, we were doing the, most of mine that were out of the country were just helping with the podcast, doing different things. And so I, I had a flow of, and I had a big Excel sheet and, you know, where I tracked all this stuff. And so uh, every task had a name across the top and then the show numbers down the left. And I, I grouped everybody's tasks together in order. So, you know, I, you know, everybody was color coded as well. So, you know, if you were doing a specific task or whatever task, if you had three or four tasks, they'd be color coded at the top together. So you knew exactly what I expected of you. And then, you know, if something was broken, like I knew exactly where to go to see who hadn't done their job yet. Right. So you know? that was going to be my next question. How do you keep track of the tasks and manage the VA? Do you use any tool, any project management tool, or is this Excel? What do you do from, let's, if you can give us an idea. Yeah. So, so at that time I was just using that Excel sheet. I mean, it's a lot, it was on Google drive. And so I should have said that. So it was yes, on Google drive. It was a, yeah. So that way we could all see that at the same time, everybody updates their portion of the list. You know, there's certain parts of it. Everybody knew only I edited or touched and then everybody else had their own section, you know, uh, but then also my assistant, my main assistant, my executive assistant could go in there and see where everybody was at in that process of production. And that's changed now. Um, and I still use that to some extent, but my, my assistant that I have, so I've kind of, I've graduated a little bit, you know, I've got somebody that has more skills now. She's more, she's closer to full time. Um, and so she, like I said, she helps me with a lot more things. She's paid better, but you know, she already came in. One of her skills was using Asana and I had never used Asana before. So, you know, she told me about it. I did a little research. I talked to other entrepreneurs who really loved Asana and had had really good success managing VAs and numerous VA, all kinds of things through Asana. And so I said, okay, you know, I need, I, you know, I need to learn. She already knows it, thankfully. And so I, I need to jump in and, and learn this. And, and so we've been using, I'm still don't have the skills with Asana that I need to have, but I am learning. And, but it helps her and I to stay organized. It helps her to stay very organized. She's really good at it. Yeah, and I have that, heard of Asana, but I haven't used it. Yeah, yeah. And it's, I think there's the free version. And, and yes. most of the, you know, most everything's in there for free almost. That, that most people would need anyway. Right. Oh, that's a good, great point. 
So anything else um, we, you want to talk about in VA, um, you know, how to use VA or leverage or yeah. I have something I forgot. So, you know, with a VA uh, and I just encourage it again to remember that you could hire them for one hour a week. You know, I mean, right. I mean it doesn't have to be anything, uh, you know, elaborate. It doesn't have to even be very costly but it will just help you to start thinking differently. And as soon as you start giving them a couple tasks, like it will start snowballing and you'll start figuring out, well, you know, oh, wow, you know, that, that worked out pretty well. You know, I could give them this over here as well. And you will start to be more productive. And those things that you've been putting off, like, I mean, things that I put off for a really long time, I had this list going of tasks, you know, yeah. and pretty much now, like I just tell her these things. And I'll tell you another tool that we use to communicate as well in a minute. But, you know, I'll tell her these, these things that we need to get done. And before I know it, they're getting done, you know. And so I give her some freedom too to, to maybe even outsource some other things or, uh, you know, to get things done uh, that we need done that I do not have the time to do. So I'm, you know, I'm more ahead of things now. And she helps me to stay, you know, per my calendar, keep my calendar up to date, uh, you know, scheduling uh, meetings with investors or all kinds of things that she helps me do. Um, even if it's an update to a website or, you know, she can help arrange all that. And I was going to tell you, you know, one tool that we use. Slack? Let me guess. It's, is it Slack? It's not. Oh, come on. <laughs> but I've heard a good, I've heard really yeah. good things about Slack and I've debated about using Slack because yeah, I've heard it, it uh, integrates with Asana. And so it, it may be a really good add-on for us in the very near future. Uh, and the cool thing about Slack is you can make channels and exactly. you can and search it. And I've heard it's really good. But like for more immediate uh, communication, one thing that we use is Voxer. And Voxer is just a walkie-talkie app. I mean, it's that Oh, simple. I haven't heard of that. And so, you know, you can send actual voice recordings through most like text messaging apps but this boxer just is pretty easy i mean you just hold the button down and talk just like you're using a walkie-talkie and so i like that in a way i mean in many ways because then i don't have to like if i'm using voice to text which i use a lot you know then you're having to look down well did it get the words right and you know it's, sometimes they are really messed up you know and, and so i'm not having to do that at all but then also also, she can hear my voice. She can hear the yes. tone of my voice. She can hear the urgency behind my voice, even if I don't say it, you know. That, and that's a great point. Yeah. So, so no matter where you are in the world, you can use Voxer and communicate, obviously, if they speak the same language. Um, but it's, it's been really useful. Uh, that and Asana have both been, have been good. Okay. So I'm going to spell those out for the listeners. Asana, A-S-A-N-A, and Voxer, B-O-X-E-R. So th thank you for the tips and, and uh, sharing those tools with us. Yes, you're welcome. Hey, I have, I'm going to switch track um, as well. Uh, we are listening to Whitney about how to use virtual assistants. We'll be back after the break. You're listening to the Wealth Matters Podcast. The Wealth Matters Podcast. For more info about what we do, check us out at wealthmatters.com. It's wealth, W-E-A-L-T-H, matters, M-A-T-R-S, dot com. Welcome back. I'm chatting with Whitney regarding how to uh, and why to utilize VA. Hey, Whitney, I think we covered most of the things which I wanted to. Can you tell us what's your most favorite finance or business book? 
One, one recently that I had started and got most of the way through now is a book called The Road Less Stupid. And it's just what it says. I mean, The Road Less <laughs> Stupid. It, it is, it's, a, it's a great book. And it's just many, um, just many things that it helps you to think through, you know, the, just running a business better and things that maybe you call problems, you know, that shouldn't be called problems and helping you to think through, uh, you know, structuring those things. And it, it's just really good. I highly recommend it. Keith, uh, Keith Cunningham. Keith Cunningham, right? Okay. Yeah, I haven't heard it, but I have heard about the book. So I got to, you know, either put it on my Audible or <laughs> Kindle. Now, thank you for sharing that book. How can sure. my listeners reach out to you? Yes. Yeah, so you're welcome to email me, Whitney at lifebridgecapital.com or go to lifebridgecapital.com or, you know, listen to the podcast or, you know, there's numerous ways you can reach me. Uh, and you, you can call me as well, 540-585-4338, uh, call or text. It'd be fine. Perfect. Thank you so much, Whitney, for sharing your wisdom with us. You're welcome. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Have a great weekend. You too. Bye. If you are on the fence about investing or have any questions about alternative investments, please reach out to me at alpesh at wealthmatters.com. It's A-L-P-E-S-H at W-E-A-L-T-H-M-A-T-R-S.com. Thanks for listening to the Wealth Matters Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please leave us a five-star rating on iTunes so others can enjoy the show too. Have a great week and happy investing!